listening to the Counseling Clinic Podcast with Aisha J. And Lisa Michelle, the show for up-and-coming mental health professionals, advocates, and anyone else wanting to learn more about the mental health field from two not-so-professional professionals. The discussions in our episodes are not a replacement for seeking professional, individual mental health care and should not be viewed as part of one's own personal mental health treatment. Our conversations are geared toward assisting mental health professionals, advocates, and others interested with thought-provoking ideas and resources. For our full disclosure statement, visit our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com. Hello, folks. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. If you're a returning listener, if you're new here, we're happy to have you. Thanks for joining us. So... Last episode was only a holiday where we talked about how your budget and finances had to be one factor of owning, right? Uh, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. It was a really good episode. Yes, stop right here and go back and listen. Right. <laughs> then come back. So today we want to talk about including giving if it's a priority for you. So that's a, another part of the financial aspect of owning your holiday, but also, you know, your own finances, which we'll get into at another time more specifically. But today we want to talk about giving and um, how to include that as a priority. And so this is what happened, Joe. So <laughs> I, I don't know what the day is, but whatever. In any case, it was Giving Tuesday, right? Um, and so I gave to my alma mater, my undergrad, and I had an email from Naomi and I had every intention of giving to them and I forgot to do it because that's what happens when people are busy. So what can you do? Right. right. But when I saw that, I was so sad, y'all. Like I really felt bad that I forgot to give. And the reason I saw was because they sent another email saying that they had to extend their deadline because they did not reach their goal. And so that's why I felt bad that I forgot to get. I, I didn't feel bad about not giving. I felt bad that I forgot because I don't want to forget. Um, <laughs> right. But um, so anyway, so that's what happened. That's how this topic came up. And so that's why we want to talk about giving and prioritizing that specifically in regards to the holiday. So we have with us today, Christopher Luke. He is a director of development at a large university currently. He also has philanthropy experience in the religious sector. So he has religious and uh, higher education. So he is going to talk with us today about giving. Uh, Christopher, you want to say hello? Yeah, Hello, and thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Okay, so to start, Michelle, you want to give us some, um, or will you talk to us about um, the psychology of giving? Sure thing. (laughs) So below we have an article from Think Health, where they talk about the five benefits of giving or donating or volunteering. And the first one is happiness in general. Mm Mm-hmm. We know, and we hear this a lot, but there are studies, and again, they're in the article below, that people who give regularly or maybe give periodically throughout the year show increases in things like serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, um, which leads to those feelings of pleasure and connection and 
mm-hmm. love and acceptance, right? So we know that these acts of giving or donating or volunteering are going to create moments and feelings and, and physiologically happiness and, yeah. and more peace within us. So can I add something to that? Obviously not like a stat or anything, but you know how, you know how like, I don't know, maybe other people haven't heard it, but you know how like sometimes people talk about giving and they talk about it in this sense that, you know, you only do it because it makes you feel good. Like it's, it's still selfishly motivated. Have you ever heard that conversation before? Yeah. Um, so, I bring that up to say that, like, while that's partially true, I think the bigger issue is that that's the negative aspect that you choose to focus on. Like, why do mm-hmm. that? But also, but also, I think that that that's not necessarily as much selfish as it is um, feeding that that feeling of belonging that you were just talking about. So I think that's an interesting thing to think about. I agree. And, you know, that. I would say even just kind of an argument for altruism, which is that Mm -hmm. uh, can we do good without it benefiting ourselves, right? Yeah. Can we do good just for the sake of doing good? Yeah. Personally, so this is not so professional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Personally, I think that in most situations, if we do actually want to give or volunteer or donate or whatever we do, we have the initial want to give Mm -hmm. for others. And then we recognize this will also benefit me. And so, I think so to me, too. I don't think it's wrong for us to recognize that because it's true. Yeah. It would be then following on that act. Of right. This benefits me and yay for me. That road would take us down a, a dangerous place. But as far as the initial want to give, I think that can be true. Right. Especially on, um, on a larger scale, you know, like mm-hmm. I think that that really does add to the sense of belonging. I don't think that that's a bad thing. Obviously, I mean, it's part of the the hierarchy, right? Uh, Right. You know, (laughs) so, uh, you know, sometimes we need a place to belong. Mostly all the time. But, (laughs) but, you know, I think it definitely adds to that. And I I don't think that that's a bad thing. Yeah. The next two in the list are lower blood pressure and longer life. And it's so interesting how, yes, we have science and studies and replicated studies in order to show this but these are kind of seemingly small ways to enjoy the life we have now to Mm -hmm. the full extent right the next one is social connection which uh the article mentions that this is especially true for senior adults that senior adults who volunteer their time and give tend to have more of the social connection developed through the giving or the volunteering process yeah yeah that makes sense I love that. And the last one is better mental health. You know, we, because of the happiness and the, the social connection, the longer life thing, we can kind of feel at peace. You Mm -hmm. know, we can kind of feel at joy and again, just a happiness from doing this. And we know that those things help with things like resilience or Mm -hmm. positive mindset, optimism, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So all in all, give. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so um, Christopher, we want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, I know that you've talked some about how giving is changing. So um, let's get some into that discussion about how things look different. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It has changed. Chris, how do people give financially? And how has maybe the method of 
giving financially changed over the years? So maybe, you know, uh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, uh, you would probably have a lot of massive mail and telephone campaigns to give, uh, sending in checks, you know, the sure. usual yeah. mm-hmm. IRA distributions and uh, things like that. Uh, estate gifts, plan gifts, life insurance, legacy gifts, uh, stock gifts, just a lot of those gifts that have unique ways to be processed, but, you know, primarily cash and check until the institution, uh, you know, or yeah, the institution of credit cards, uh, you know, and banking and debit cards and electronic payments, um, you know, it shifted a lot of how fundraising works. You know, we, you go from taking somebody's card over the phone to um, now today it's logging onto a website and making your gift mm-hmm. from, you know, your phone or your uh, your laptop yeah. or uh, somebody sending a text message and saying, hey, would you love to give twenty five dollars to yeah, for for these too, right? Girl Scouts? And you can text and you know send it in. So you know, over time, as you know, technology and all the advancements in technology have happened, you have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of great shifts that have benefited philanthropy in a lot of organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Okay, so can you tell us how giving looks different between like um, different age people? Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of this would be, you know, in my opinion, because you know, there's those some of those, uh, you know, some of your grandparents that might be, you know, just as good with a phone as you are. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I would I would say it it has shifted a lot. You know, generations and age has a lot to do with it. So, as people who weren't growing up in the you know the technology boom are going to be more comfortable in sending in checks in the mail and a card, mm-hmm. and you know, telling the organization or the person or the group that they're given to, you know, hey, we really appreciate you. You know, in the card where you know, as opposed to like now, millennials, Gen Z, I don't, are, is Gen Z old enough to give? Is that? Can we? Is that? Yeah, some okay. of them are. Are they yet? But what's yeah. what's the age? Gen Z is like early in the workforce for us now. Okay. Yeah, but what's the youngest Gen Z right now? The youngest Gen Z. I feel like they're still in high school, right? Yeah. Because some millennials are still twenties. So. Mm-mm. No, I'm the second youngest millennial. Yeah, but you twenties. Oh, 20s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting close yeah. on the 30, though. I thought you said 20, and I was like, no, 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 no 20s. Well, also, we okay. can take some of that out. No. Also, Chris. This can be a um, blooper. Right. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, Whatever. I'm cool with but, but, Chris, also, that's not as much a, an opinion as it is um, there's a rule, and then, of course, there's exceptions to the rule. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, the rule and exceptions to the rule. But, um, so, Gen Z and millennials, given does look a lot different to them, you know, we're, you know, on the philanthropic side of things, a lot of millennial and Gen Z want to see the impact. And they want yeah. to see what their money is going to, whereas older generations, they would want the same, right? They would want the reports, the financial statements, see where the organization is going and what they're given to. Millennials and Gen Zs have like a tangible, like 
I want to see if if a student needs textbooks and I give you $50, how many textbooks does that buy? You know, if a church right. needs canned goods and I give you $100, how many canned goods would that buy? Versus older generations, yeah. you could say, hey, the church needs canned goods. And the guy you know, pulls out a check and writes it for however much he wants. Um, so mm-hmm. they're, they're the generational differences in that. And then um, just kind of how, you know, the given it's uh, a even in the generations, there is a massive shift to online giving. Um, mm-hmm. Higher education and religious organizations and charitable organizations primarily all do some sort of online giving or online solicitations, whether that's emails, text messages. Um, you know, they do something in that realm. And if they are doing it, the donors have to be taught or changed to mm-hmm. the best way that the organization accepts the money. And that's not to say that checks have gone away because you can still get checks right. in the mail. Um, you know, you get people get paid in the check. So it's not like, you know, checks are obsolete, but more people are shifting to online giving. And those who, you know, are more comfortable with giving through checks and you, they can, checks and cash, they can do that. Uh, but then there's the kind of, like I said previously, there are unique gifts that, you know, have to get processed uniquely, like an estate gift or a plant, like, you know, leaving something in your will to organization. I mean, you can't do that on a debit card. You know, there's a lot of documentation. There's right. a lot of paperwork, uh, stock transfers. You can't do stock transfers on Venmo. Right. You know, right, we might be right. moving to that in maybe 20, 25 years. But at this point, you can't do stock transfers through Venmo. So there are things that have traditional, unique ways that they need to be done. As giving does look different across generations, you know, it all just focus on benefiting the organization. So either the donor learns to change or the organization accepts, you know, some of the grandfathered in methods of giving. Okay. It's honestly so fascinating how I didn't know so many different ways of giving. Yeah, it, it really is Stocks, interesting. Cryptocurrency? What? I, I, what the, the part that I find interesting is like um, how, like the connection of, I guess, like life, right? Like we talk about um, younger people, right? The the younger people right now, like um, Gen I was saying Gen Z. Okay, that's why that was wrong. Um, okay. Um, but like the y- younger people, like Gen Z and millennials and all of us, like we, we, um, are the microwave society, right? And we, we want everything fast, but it's, it's interesting to me how like we want that in every sense. Like even when you were talking about Chris with the donation and wanting to see the impact, how many books can I buy with, with $50? Well, one, like, you know, Hard but, enough. but we also, but I think that's interesting because we, as a group, right. As a group, we want to make a lot of money, but we also don't want stuff to cost us money. Right. Mm-hmm. Because $50, one book, that should have bought <laughs> 70 students a book. Like, right. we, no, that's not realistic. 1949. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And I know Michelle, you're kind of talking about, you know, learning the different ways to give. Um, and it, it just doesn't end with that. Right. They're gifts in kind um, where, you know, you might have a painter who, has painted for 20 plus years and he knows that he's he has this artwork 
and this he wants to donate the artwork to the organization well they can i I guess it's appraised the artwork can be appraised and you get a value for it um or you can auction it or or so so there there are many different ways that people can support their organization and i mean a lot of stuff i that i didn't know before you know getting into the field um but you know given artwork given ceramic i mean you know you football, you know, football and sports organizations, you know, sign a soccer ball and auction it off or sign a football and auction it off. Right. That stuff might not be at cost for the football team because they have the player on the field, but they can make a lot of money in an auction, which, you know, that funds go to the support of the organization that they're benefiting. Which is also interesting too, right? That there's still like auctions and stuff, right? Like, right, yes. Yeah, <laughs> who still who even thinks about an auction, you know? This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move forward to um, like ways to give. Um, we've been talking, um, obviously, the episode is about financially giving, but let's talk about um, giving as a whole. Yeah, so. I didn't, you know, to be, to be quite frank, you know, I started school as a, you know, wanted to be a meteorologist and um, Cal, Cal 2 kicked my butt. And so kicked me right <laughs> out of the meteorology field. Uh, and then I went into a more hospitality, tourism, recreation focused side of things. Did not know what stewardship was. Did not, you know, you know, your parents giving church and things like that. But, you know, when you look at stewardship and giving as a whole, um, you know, time, talent, and treasure are kind of like the three pinnacles that we use to, you know, describe, you know, as far as giving to an organization. So your time is always going to be your time, whether that's, you know, going to volunteer at a school, um, you know, tutoring in an organization, um, mm-hmm. uh, volunteering to work events, right? If your church is having a potluck dinner, you know, volunteering to either make plates or um, clean up or having your kids, you know, run a, run a fun booth or something like that. You know, that's your time. That's you mm-hmm. taking your 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. to dedicate it and focus to, you know, to what you're helping. A lot, one of the biggest ones is Habitat for Humanity, right? Uh, waking up in the morning and going and cutting wood and mm-hmm. painting houses, you know, for uh, people for for people who you know seek help from that organization. Uh, talent is you know your your talents, what you do. So, in in church, you can play the piano. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sing. For, yeah, okay. sing. You can. Yeah. For me, um, I coach soccer a lot. Volunteer coached in basketball and many things. So, like, I'm taking the talents that I have to support the organization. So. And then, you know, treasure is money, uh, any gift that you give to the organization. So whether that's like kind of like we covered them all stock, will, cash, check, debit card, uh, I guess cryptocurrency now. Um, but th- those are the three pillars, time, talent and treasure that, you know, I've I've been taught to use. OK, so I have an example, but I don't exactly know where it would fit. OK. OK. Can I? Get your expertise here. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So um, I've had a couple of people in my life who um, 
one was they had lost a relative, one had a baby. And one of the things that I did was go over and like wash dishes for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause people are coming in and out and, and doing all that. Would that be time talent? I mean, I wouldn't call washing dishes my talent in life. It's a, I mean, I can, it's a skill, I right, guess, but, right. but it's something that you offer though. Right. Yeah. Yes. And this is a small example, but. Right, right. No, um, I, w- I would say that would fall under, I mean, in, in my opinion, it would be time and talent um, because okay. mm-hmm. you're, you're taking your time out to help somebody who's going through something and, and, and it, there's also, so I know I talked a lot about, you know, like the charitable organization as far as stewardship goes and uh, philanthropic giving, but there's also the, the personal component, right? You know, your time, talent, and treasure mm-hmm. for you specifically. Uh, so using your time to go help somebody who uh, you know, who was experiencing a loss, right? And using your mm-hmm. talents, right? some people can't wash dishes (laughs) so it's not not to say that you're an expert in washing dishes i mean i I know kent wood makes a killing off of their dishwasher so it's not to say that you're an expert (laughs) in dishwashing and that's your full-time job but it's still something that you bring to the table that maybe somebody else couldn't at that time right it's still your talent so you know, you're not a chef, but if you cook the meals for them, right? Well, I don't know if you're not a chef, but you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are right. I'm not, <laughs> but you could have made, <laughs> you could have made treats for them, uh, during the time. I mean, a lot of, you, you know, anybody experiencing a hard loss might not have the time to make meals for themselves or the want to make meals for themselves. Mm-hmm. So right, you, right making a bowl of chili or making a pot of chili or a lasagna or something to bring it over there. You're using your talents to support and help somebody else. So I would say those two fall under time and talent. And then honestly, it could fall under treasure. Uh, if you, you know, if, if you decided to, to donate to their, to, to an organization that meant something to them, like make a, a, a gift in honor of them. Um, there's, a lot of you know memorial gifts for somebody who's passed away, and they leave mm-hmm. their uh, their their favorite philanthropic organization. Or if they said, "Hey, give to my alma mater," right? You can still make monetary donations in that situation. Uh, you know, on top mm-hmm. of your time and talent. But for your specific example, I would say that definitely could fall under time and talent. Yeah, I like that, and I think it, it will probably be helpful to know that. Um, it can fall into different categories. Um, for me, like I specifically like to donate um, to food pantries. And actually, like with us going through this episode, I do notice that I am happier when I am able to give to the food pantries. Um, but I like to do that specifically because I think one of my talents is that um, I'm a, a pretty frugal shopper. Um, and so mm-hmm. the food pantries mean more to me because I know that I can get um like I know how to get more bang for my buck right and so I know that like if I give um ten dollars to a food pantry then sometimes I don't feel like that's good enough but I know that if I go to the store and buy ten dollars worth of things I know how to make three meals out of ten dollars right like right <laughs> like I know how to do that and so I know that I I can see how that actually does benefit right um and so that's that's one of the things that I like to do another example for me is 
with uh the company tied like for the like the like clothes to wash you know the stuff you wash your clothes with tied um <laughs> i really like buying their products because of the impact that i see them have in mm-hmm. um like in the community for example you know we go through hurricanes and stuff and so like after hurricanes i always see their trucks with them washing clothes for people and the reason that i like ties specifically is because i i don't I don't personally, and I could, maybe other people do see it, but I don't personally see them advertising that. I don't see them saying, um, you know, help us help these people and, uh, you know, buy more tides so that we can go and right, help them wash right. their clothes. Right. right Which, And right. I know that, you know, again, giving helps with that sense of belonging. So I understand the companies that do advertise in that way. Oh, if you buy one tennis shoe, we'll donate a half a tennis shoe. Right. But I hate that. <laughs> You cannot I, do that. <laughs> I, I hate that so much, y'all. Like, like if you can afford to donate this, this other, like these tennis shoes without me buying them from you, and which is why I specifically like Tide because they don't ask me to do it. So that hey, if you give, I'll give. Like they don't ask me that; they just right. give, and I, I appreciate that. If you donate a pair of socks, we'll donate one sock to a needy right person. Like, just one, <laughs> a one left right. foot. We'll right. donate the one that they don't use. So. They're right footed. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know? And, and another thing. If you buy 18 sacks of rice, we'll donate one grain of rice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, an, and another thing you made me uh, remind me going a little bit further back. Um, I'm terrible about doing that, so forgive me. Um, but okay. another way to give is through your company as well, right? One to one matching, you know, through your company. Like, uh, yeah, different organizations will say will match the donation that you're giving. Um, yeah. to maybe two to one or one to one or three to one. Some organizations are really generous and do four to one matches. So your gift nice. of a hundred dollars is, you know, sometimes doubled tripled quadrupled uh in given but yeah those, those yeah. are those are some i do like yeah that. those are those are definitely some great points because uh you know even in my you know philanthropic given to you know my alumni and uh different organizations it's um it's motivated by what i see them do as well as you know my affinity mm-hmm. towards them um yeah. but i definitely don't want you know somebody saying it just it just feels like it feels like it's too transactional um it, it's just it like don't 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 make me donate a pair of socks if you're only gonna give one to somebody's kid right <laughs> right <laughs> like, if i'm donating socks you better be yeah i mean they ain't they not that expensive you could be coming out oh just leave yourself out right. of it like just ask me to donate i don't i don't i have a hard time with the well i'll do it if you'll do it you know like we could we could right. both donate on our own right. call it. we don't right. need each other like <laughs> if you want to donate just go ahead and donate exactly yeah. but i i like i said i do understand that that's meaningful to other people mm-hmm. you know so i get it i get the i guess that that marketing style yeah. right so people can feel like they're a part of something that's okay it just doesn't work for me right and right. some donors want that want to see when they donate that the company is invested as well so if i give yeah. if i if i do give you know a bag of rice and like if they say that they're going to match a bag of rice or they're going to buy a meal for somebody they want to see the company's investment so every donor is going to have their different 
uh, yeah, you know, the yeah. different motivations to give, which is the best part. I, I feel like that's, you know, one of the uh, benefits and best parts about, you know, being in philanthropy is not, yeah. you know, everybody might have the same goal donating to an organization, mm-hmm. but everybody's motivations are different. You know, somebody might be given in right. honor of a family member. Somebody might be doing it because they went through something traumatic in the past. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. might be giving because they just love dogs and they want to get every dog in the world adopted, which I'm on board. Like, sign me right. up. Um, right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the motivations are, you know, what drive a lot of people's giving and, you know, those motivations are different just like everybody's different right okay y'all so what is the point right what why why did we bring this into this mental health podcast right (laughs) so we did that because we want you to consider how giving will help you in one continuing to own your holiday because it's still the holiday season but again you can put this into your everyday life as well which and um michelle already talked about the benefits of it so i guess each of us can kind of give some examples of how to put this into practice for your everyday life. I am going to remind you guys of one by stealing it from Christopher, who talked about giving in the church, right? You can use your time to give to the church. You can use your talent in the church, right? And you can, obviously, they also need financial support, so you can use your treasure as well. So church, which um, depending on how religious or spiritual you are, you might be doing that weekly or however often. So that's something that you can put into practice regularly. So my tip is not as much about the when and where, but the how of mm-hmm. giving and the planning. Um, you know, we talked about budgeting some when it comes to gifts and uh, travel and food and, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about calendars, about um, yes. scheduling things and appointments, time for self-care, time for others. And I want to merge both of those here and yes, say that. Absolutely. When you are doing your budget, sit down and have a time to either research organizations you care about or are interested mm-hmm. in or what these people are going to do with your money, right? So yeah. one thing that my household has done is we there are certain things we give to and or places we give to. And we know where the money's going because we had yeah. to sit down and figure that out to make sure that's where we wanted our money to go. Yeah. So I would say – Carve out a time for you to do the research that you want to do and then also budget. Put time to make sure that that's part of your budget. Yeah, I love that. That was a wonderful connection. You must be a clinician. Uh, but <laughs> It's my but, favorite thing you do. <laughs> but also, you know, I think that's important to doing the research because for me, that's not something that I particularly care about. It's like, oh, are they doing what they say they would do with the money? But it's specifically for two reasons. One, because I tend to give on a smaller scale. Like I said, I use food pantries where I can see people going and getting the the food, you know, picking up the food or I see the food sitting out. So that's not something I really have to research. The other part of it is I I did my part, y'all. Like there's certain stuff that I'm not going to concern myself with and I'm not going to be checking somebody else's pockets. Like if you decide to steal from a food pantry, that's your own (laughs) business. I don't care about that. I care about... I wanted to donate and that's what I did and it's over. I'm done yeah. with it. I don't need my name on a plaque. I don't need like it don't need to be. Absolutely. Oh, that bag of macaroni came from Aisha. No, it didn't. No, leave me out of it. I'm done. Like <laughs> well, To that, I would say, you know, because I love 
that idea of like doing the food pantry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm a big fan of tangible needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I would say even then do your research. What is a need in yeah, your community? I agree. Or if you're looking at, uh, you mentioned churches and spirituality. If y'all, if you're looking to give to a church, see what it is they're lacking or what yes. group do they give to and how do they aid them? So I'm all about whether or not it's where the money's going, but just, is this what you want to be giving to? Well, because I, in this time of life, in this, this era of the world, I think we have to be intentional mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Michelle. And it's, it's funny that you connected, um, the, the church and the food pantry because I looked at that at a, um, a church I used to attend was, um, they had a food pantry, but they also didn't have, um, they didn't have a very large connect or a very strong connection with the community that they were in, which I generally had an issue with. And you could see how that was an issue for the church, which is, one of the reasons that I didn't really, I, I felt less invested in that church. So like I said, I don't tend to do like full on research, but I'm also not an idiot. Like I'm, I'm paying attention to stuff, you know? So, so I'm looking at that, but I, I do, I agree. You do. If, if that's important to you, then do the research. And also, you know, if you have strong values, you know, maybe you um, want to give to a company that does certain stuff, like my example with Tide, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, that's, that's something that's important to me because that's a value that I have. So I want to support a company that has that same value, you know, so I do think the the research is important. Yeah. All right, Christopher, what you got for us? Uh, so I'll go two ways with it. Um, first and foremost, you know, I would say, since it's a counseling clinic podcast, um, <laughs> I would say you can, uh, time, talent, treasure is also true for yourself. Um, you know, mm-hmm. your time Very and good. your talent Y'all and your did treasure. Good. Yeah, I, I told you, I was coming with it for this one. Um, <laughs> so your time, talent, and treasure is 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 very important for yourself, right? Um, what are you dedicating your time to? Uh, what are some things that you can shift focus on uh, to be able to do something that you enjoy? Um, yeah. You know, if, if you haven't had time, I mean, you know, during the holidays, if you haven't had time to, you know, maybe create an ornament or if you love crafts and you want to, you know, do something for somebody, if you love sewing and you want to knit a sweater or something like that, or knit an ugly Christmas sweater or something like, you know, take, take time for yourself to do that. You know, talents, if you're a singer and want to go Carolyn, go Carolyn. I mean, it's, you know, do the things that make you happy. And, you know, as far as your treasure, uh, get, you know, spend spend money in the way that you want to spend it at you know i know there's a ton of obligations uh, that comes with the holidays is you know getting other people christmas presents uh if you're in the workforce uh there's work that you have to do if you're in college uh uh work work parties right you know so that's, that's like a every every week thing and everybody needs something for the work party uh you know if you're in college you might not you you might feel pressured because you're so used to seeing everybody gift give that you need to take you know money that you need for school to gift give and and that yeah. Maybe maybe that's not something that, you know, you should do. Maybe it's something that you should do for yourself. I mean, a semester is a long semester. So right. if it means taking a spa day uh, for yourself or if if you, you know, want to spend some money on some new clothes for yourself for the new, like, you know, do it for you. you know? And then the second 
portion of that is, you know, when I meet with donors, um, one of the questions that I ask my donors every time I talk to them or if I get the chance to ask um, is if you could dream, what are your dollars supporting and what is your time supporting and what is your talent supporting? Because at the end of the day, we know that there are organizations that we feel obligated to give to. You know, I think it's Salvation Army is in front of, you know, primarily all the Walmarts um, right. during yeah, the holiday right. yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, dropping a dollar in a bucket is easy to do. But if you love animals, right, maybe it's um, sending money to an animal shelter to cover somebody's adoption, you know, to, yeah. to somebody who might not have enough money to adopt at that time or somebody who has the money to adopt, but don't know what, doesn't know what food to get the dog. Like, you know, you can be on the back end and say, Hey, if for this dog that gets adopted, we'll pay for the science diet or the, the, the annual shots or something like that. Um, if it's for your church, if, if it's for your church, um, you know, given to, you know, organizations in your church, if you want the youth organization or if you have affinity to the youth organization or if you have, uh, you know, your college or university, um, if you want to give to the to student scholarships. I mean, the holidays are in the thick of year end giving as well. So uh, a lot of people are looking for to the charitable given tax breaks and and yeah, you know that yeah. changes every year uh or with the you know different political climates you know that the the threshold could change because i know maybe four years ago the the number was a lot lower and this year i mean it might be a lot higher this year next year it might change to be a lot lower so um you know if you if your motivation to give is to get the tax break ain't nothing wrong with that right right uh, just give to what you want <laughs> to give to and um and and make it make it make it something that you truly do believe in uh do your research uh there are a lot of organizations out here that um that may be young and not to say that just because they're a young organization that they're not reputable but you want to make sure you don't get burned um you know look for the 501c3s and the different tax identifiers if you feel the need to ask what their federal tax id is it should be ready and uh you know on hand and available for them or they might take them a day to get it but you know ask and make sure that you're given to a reputable organization that um you know they can benefit and they're held to a standard to support the people that they're saying they support. Um, so, you know, whether it's money, whether it's talent, whether it's time uh, over the holiday season, it is uh, it, it's a great time to do it. But I mean, I'll say this, the holiday season isn't the only time to give. You can do it year right. round. Right. Um, so, you know, take look at look at your budget and look at your schedule, monthly gifts. Oh, and then the final point any gift matters any gift size that's matters. what i was about to say um d- whether you give a dollar to the salvation army just because it's or whether you give cents because it's just the change in your pocket or the change in your car mm-hmm. that's more money than they had before you gave yes. it. i love that so don't ever doubt yourself and think that my money isn't enough because mm-hmm. at the end of the day without your support the organization doesn't have that support. So whether that dollar is important, you know, though, if a hundred people give a dollar, you got a hundred dollars. Right. 
Yeah. So. Right. I was going to mention that, too. I was glad you talked about, like, with the pet adoption, there's different parts that you can do. So um, I think that's important for people to recognize, too. Like, yeah, you could pay for um, the entire adoption process for your own dog, um, or you could you could do it for somebody else's dog, but you could also do one small part, right? If somebody said, oh, um, hey, Aisha, you're adopting this dog, and somebody's already paid for their toothbrush i would be like oh this is amazing you yeah. got a toothbrush right i would i would be grateful for that so i'm glad that you mentioned like the the large and the small scales i think that's important for people to consider both of those yeah and then uh, just to quickly piggyback off of your example it doesn't even have to be like that you can say um you know you can donate the toothbrush or you can say yeah uh, right hey, exactly i I don't have, you know, the financial means right now to give, but if you need volunteers to walk the dogs during, you know, right. times where times where the organizations are full, or if you need uh, ushers at church, or if you need greeters, or if you need uh, volunteers for, you know, major Christmas parties or organizational things, yeah. right? You know, do do what what's in the realm of what you can can support at that time so mm-hmm. you know don't put yourself in a financial bind uh or a time bind giving to others if you do i mm-hmm. mean i commend you i think it's still a beautiful thing when you you know put your needs on a back burner to support somebody else but there's also the component of what is that healthy if you do it long term Right. So make sure you care about me, you know, make sure you, you know, care about your, your your own well-being in that portion. But uh, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to give, a lot of ways to support, um, and, and doing it, doing it year round always feels, uh, feels amazing. It helps with the happiness and, uh, a couple of other things that Michelle mentioned in the beginning of the episode. So (laughs) it's a, it's a great thing. Right. So the takeaway, folks, is to prioritize the things you care about, whether they are philanthropic, um, you want to support other people, you know, that includes financially, that includes prioritizing yourself, as we talked about last episode, prioritizing how you will socialize, you know, like Christopher left us with time, talent, and treasure. All of those things are, um, you still have to like map those things out so that you know what you have to give. So that is all. Christopher, do you want to leave us with anything before you go? So, you know, one of the interesting things that I'd love to leave y'all with is, uh, you know, COVID-19 was the pandemic, you know, altered a lot of people's lives and um, it, it, you know, devastated a lot of families, a lot of loss of life. And, you know, while, while that did happen, we had a lot of people step up to the plate and in charitable giving. Uh, so during the pandemic, charitable giving actually rose, uh, during the pandemic. So when people see there's a need, people see there's an emergency, people see there's support, uh, that needs to be given. Um, they, they, they show up. And so in, in, in one of the hardest times, uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, my, my young life, definitely one of the hardest things that I've I've ever been a part of and witnessed, not as much as others, but people still stepped up and raised their hand to say, Hey, I want to support you and the great, wonderful things that you're doing to help people in need. So, um, 
it it it's it's contagious. Uh, it's yeah. it's uh, giving is contagious, and um, always always remember that your your support any any amount matters. Whether it's five minutes, ten minutes, one minute, um, you know, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty five cents, any amount of support that you give is support that you give that the organization didn't have until you stepped up and said it. Whether they had it from a different person, they didn't have you. Uh, and you bring a unique uh, flair to, you know, whatever you do. And, and it's, it's, it's very beneficial. So whether it's your alma mater, whether it's your, um, whether it's your local museum, whether it's uh, uh, your church, uh, you know, just reach out um and do the thing that makes you the happiest. So that's my parting thoughts. Nice. Thank you for that. That was wonderful. You are so welcome. We're so glad to have had you on here. Yes. Thank you so much. This is my first podcast. So uh, I hope I did great. Um, and Well, we hope we did. did great too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all did amazing. <laughs> Y'all did, y'all did amazing. And, uh, I meant that, like for you to enjoy podcasts, not absolutely. like, yeah, not that, just about us. And the, and the couch potato is a way of life. So, the logo is killing it, but, uh, thank y'all so much. And I, I really do appreciate, um, the chance to be on here and, uh, talk about philanthropy. Thank you so much. All right, folks, that is all we have for you today. Of course, we want to know your thoughts and experiences. Let us know, do you prioritize financial support? Or like uh, Christopher Luke said, there's uh, time, talent, and treasure. Do you prioritize any of those? Also, do you have a favorite organization that you support? If so, tell us why you like them. If you've done the research, then share that with us. Um, and of course, as always, if we left anything else, let us know because we are all here to learn and grow together. So thank you for sticking with us and we will see you next time. See ya. listening to the counseling clinic with Aisha Jane and Lisa Michelle. Remember to check out our website at the counseling clinic podcast.com and follow us on Instagram at the counseling clinic podcast. We'll see you guys by our next session. Bye guys. Music provided by Scott Holmes music.com and our show is edited and produced by Chris Luke.